Thank you for tuning into this sermon from New Life Student Ministries. Our goal is to inspire, equip, and support our students and families with biblically rich and God-centered teaching. These messages are meant to be supplemental and not substitutional for our weekly gathering. We hope this sermon is a blessing to you and your spiritual walk. What is my job as your pastor? Jack, come on up. And then Aubrey, after him. What's my job? To equip us to go out into our community and share the gospel to others. To equip you to go out into your community and share the gospel to others. What's my job? To be a shepherd, to be like Jesus, to teach us um, how uh, to teach us the gospel and not lead us astray. Okay, come on up. And then Ethan. Let me name one more guy. Oh, Ryan. What's my job? Uh, I also think that when someone needs prayer or someone just needs someone to lean on, that um, pastors are there for that. Okay. For that, there. Okay. All right. What do you think my job is? In order to teach us the gospel and what's happened, in order to uh, allow us to learn about what the amazing things that Jesus has done in people's lives. I love it. So, someone, who has their Bible? Raise it in the air. Does anyone have their Bible? Reagan. Come on up here, Reagan. Reagan, I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 28. Turn to Matthew chapter 28 for me. Give Reagan a round of applause. Here. Hosea, Matthew, Mark, Matthew, capitolo, and then go to 28. So, chapter 28. Okay, so she's going to read a verse. What version do you have? The message. Okay, cool. We'll see what this one is. If anyone has like another translation, if this one doesn't have the word in it that I need, then I'll have you. Matthew chapter 28. So 28. You're almost there. Oops. 26. 27. Okay. Now we're going to go... Do you like reading out loud? Okay, I'm going to read it out loud. Unless someone wants to read this. Who wants to read it? Ethan, come on up here. Do you like reading out loud? Yes, I love it. All right, sit down right here. You're reading out of, let's pay attention to the word of the Lord. It's not going to be up on the screen. There's, that's the only thing that's going to be up on the screen tonight. Right here, this section, this paragraph. Okay. Go for it. Jesus undeterred went right ahead and gave his charge. God authorized and commanded me to commission you. Go out and train everyone you meet far and near in this way of life, marking them by baptism in the threefold name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then instruct them in the practice for all I have commanded you. I'll be with you as you do this, day after day after day, right up to the end of this age. Love it. Okay. Come on. Yeah, give them a round of applause. Thank you for supplying your Bible. What version do you have? ESP. Okay. You're going to read Matthew 28, and then I'm going to hone in. Oh! That's a bad job. <laughs> it's kind of like when we get random hiccups. Maybe fire alarms get random hiccups. Wow, does anyone else's heart rate just like go up to their throat? Oh my gosh. Okay, here, sit down. Matthew 28, read the Great Commission. Who did that? 
and everybody freeze. Yeah, clap, clap. Okay, stop. Okay, clap, clap, clap. Okay, stop. All right, Matthew 28. Shh. Now that the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain of, to which Jesus had directed them, and when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth have been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the, and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am which you allowed to be to the end of the age. Oh. Give a round of applause. Good job. Proud of you, Aubrey. Okay. Hold on. So, that last part, teach them what? Nope. That was go make disciples, so you do that. Teach them to obey everything I commanded you. There's one word in there that I can't do. What's in that? Teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. What's one of the words? No. I have everything that Jesus commanded. They already said everything. What do you think, Aaron? Obey. Everyone say obey. Here's the deal. Unlike a teacher whose job it is to teach information, that's it. My job as a pastor is to teach you to obey. How many of you have ever ridden a horse, seen a horse, up in close in person? Here's a question. Reagan, let's say you teach your horses at the ranch. You teach them that hay is what they're supposed to eat. Right? Hay is for horses. Everybody knows it. My question is, can you make that 1,000-pound animal eat the hay? No. In a sense, obey. Yeah, it's like you can lead a horse. Yep, let's pay attention, guys. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Can't make them drink. Same thing. My job, I'll wait. My job is not to just teach you what's in this book. My job is to help you meet Jesus so that this book transforms you and that you obey. I can't do that just by talking. So, this, this week in the Lord's Prayer, everyone say, God is good. That's the God statement, and the, the part of the Lord's Prayer we're in is, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, I could either tell you about God's will, God's kingdom, or we could obey what that verse says. Literally ask God for his kingdom to come and his will to be done. A.K.A. we can turn this into prayer. And I can help lead you into actually communing with God face to face. There's a part in the book of John where John the Baptist is at um, the Jordan and he's seeing all of his disciples start going to Jesus. And the disciples, one of the faithful disciple comes up to him and says, John, all of your disciples are going to Jesus. What should we do? And he says, my joy is complete. It's like me as the friend of the bride meeting, imagine <laughs> Imagine this. Let's say the father of the bride walks the bride down the aisle, but then stands between the bride and the groom the whole wedding. That'd be pretty weird, right? What is the purpose of the father of the bride walking the aisle? What's the purpose? To give away his daughter, to introduce them, and then to step back. Guess 
what I am, the friend. Walking, we are the bride of Christ. Christ is the bridegroom. It's my job not to get in the way. There are times, now hear me, sermons are not getting in the way. Sermons help us look to the, look to the bridegroom, look to Christ. But there are times where instead of just learning about, we actually have to submit to the Holy Spirit and pray. So that's what we're going to be doing tonight. And I, I, have, I have some chills right now because, whew, so, this is so good, guys. Because God wants to meet you. God wants you to obey him. God wants you to be conformed into his image because he has placed it inside of you. God Almighty wants you. I wrote a short story a long time ago for a short story competition. And basically it was talking about a boy and a girl, but it would go back and forth. This little boy would come into the master's workshop and he saw this beautiful creation that the master was carefully carving and crafting. And then he opened up the lid and he put this diamond inside. And he set it down and he set it in the center of his house. And day after day, the boy would come and see this box and be reminded of its creator. And then one day, the creator lent him the box, gave it to him. And then one day, after caring for the box and taking care of it, finally, he gave it to the young boy. And this is what my picture is of like when a young man one day will um, look at my daughter one day when I have a daughter and see the father in my daughter and day in and day out come to the father's house to learn more about my daughter. Come to the father's house and pray for my daughter. Come to the father's house. And then one day, maybe she's going to start dating this guy. And basically, they, they get to go out of the house, and I get to lend it. Then maybe one day, I give the box, this treasure, my greatest treasure, to the boy. This is, in a sense, what we're trying to do. I want us to get in the habit of realizing that we are that treasure of God. And he wants us to realize it, and he wants us to live in that treasure. If we think that we have no value, we're going to live like we have no value. If we think that we have a father who does not love us, we're going to live like we have a father who does not love us. But when we submit to the Lord's prayer, and when we submit to scripture, and we see God's holiness and also the holiness is placed inside of us, now not only do we get to commune with God and as his creation, imago Dei, which means what? In the image of God. But also, we get to invite others in. This is the beauty of the gospel. This is my job as your pastor. I get to help you, teach you, yes, but I need to teach you to obey. And the only way I can do that is to submit you to the Holy Spirit, to help you understand the scriptures because the scriptures, Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God unto salvation. The gospel, good news, a story has power, has weight for you for salvation. So here's how we're gonna break down today. We're gonna break down pray as an acronym. There's two, there's two words for the P, then R, then A, then Y. So the first one 
is pause and praise. So how this is going to work is we're going to spend literally two minutes in silence. Some of you are like, I can't do that. You're looking at your neighbor like, well, I can do that, but she definitely can't do that. So here's what we're going to do. I want you to pause. I want you to, no, no, you can go sit down. I want you to kind of like get comfortable in your chair. You can even lay on the floor if you want. It's really cool when you lay on the floor and put your feet up on your seat. It's really awesome. And here's, shh, quiet, quiet, quiet. Yeah, don't do that. But you can at least lay on the floor. Shh. Pay attention. Hold on, hold on. The first, the first line of the Lord's Prayer is what? Our Father in heaven. So we're going to spend, I'll wait, please don't talk. Shh. We're going to spend literally two minutes in silence meditating on. Remember, meditating means thinking about, marveling at, questioning, pondering. The first verse, our Father in heaven. We're just going to pause and ask God to be our Father. And here's what I want you to pretend that the chair you're sitting on or the ground you're laying on is the Father holding you. And then I want you to picture maybe the lights in the room is like the Son of God shining his bright, smiling countenance on you. And then maybe I want you to picture a time where it was really windy or the breeze was really beautiful through the trees, and I want you to picture that that's the Spirit speaking to you. And I want you to pause and just be silent, realizing that God is Father. So let's be silent for two minutes. Don't waste this time. Come on. Total silence. Silence doesn't equal whispering. I can hear that.
our Father in heaven. We pause before you and realize how small we are compared to you. And yet you care for us. Abba, we ask that your mercy would teach us to obey everything that you've commanded. Teach us how to live as beloved children of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, what I want us to do is sit up back in your chair. Yep. Some of us may have, and that's okay. Okay, shh, we shouldn't have to have a bunch of, bunch of talking to sit back in our chairs. Okay, here's why silence in the Christian life is important. Pastor Eugene Peterson, a great pastor, wrote this poem. Here's what he said, based off of Isaiah 53, 7. Literally, this is all he quotes. Yet he did not open his mouth to speak. This is talking about Jesus when he was led, hey, y'all. Let's not talk to each other, okay? Let's pay attention. Here's what, he, here's what he says about this. The temptation is always to say too much. Compensate for his non-saying with verbal tinsels and babble tunes, unnerved by dimming of angel glory, fading echoes of exuberant hosannas. We dazzle with evangelical smiles, amplify earnestness to deafen our doubt, then miss the pre-dawn silence Swaddled baby birth. Quiet is the only adequate place. Enough to shut out the devil's noises. Protect a life of listening. Silence and only silence is the congenial way for this seed that will burst into resurrection through death's mute way. What he's saying is, if we just tend to say so much, if we tend to think that prayer is just us trying to get God's attention, we will miss the beauty of prayer. Here's the thing. Prayer, even when you've never, you haven't said a word the whole day, and then you pray, you're not the one speaking the first word. God has already been speaking over you. Prayer is always a response. So when we pause and be silent, we're asking God to do the speaking for us. We're letting him, his speaking, his voice, take place instead of our voices. Does that make sense? So prayer in silence, like what we just did was prayer, being paused, silent, and meditating on God's characteristics. It's prayer. Next, praise. This part goes into hallowed be your name. And here's what I want us to do. What I want us to do is... How many of you have ever heard of the practice of journaling? Raise your hand. Emma, come tell me what journaling is. Um, journaling is when you like journal your feelings or you journal like you can Bible journal or you can journal during like a um, sermon or something like that. Okay, perfect. Journaling, yeah, it was right. Here's the deal. Can we speak... 
faster than we can write with our hands? Yes. Can we think faster than we can write? Yes. So what does journaling do? It helps keep them down so you can remember them. Good. Back over here, Mr. Rozier. Makes you think about your words longer, Wilson. Makes you slow down, Annabelle. Yeah. If God Almighty communicated through written words, that's also too. Friends, I need, shh, I've been patient so far, but I need you guys to pay attention. Okay? Last one, Ethan. Yes. Love it. So there should be enough for all of us. There's just these little pieces of cardstock. If you already have a journal, you don't need to grab this. If you don't have anything to write with, I don't want us to use our phones just for this exercise. Shh. Come on, guys. So you're going to come up as quick as, let me just do this. That way that's like all over. Okay, come get a paper and a pencil. Go. <laughs> oh my gosh, it looks like a zoo. <laughs> You're smart. <laughs> it smells like a zoo. You guys are junior hires. Shower more often, guys. I want everyone to have a paper and a pencil. Everyone. If you have your own journal, that's great, but I don't want you to use your phones. Good call. Ten. You should be silent in five, four, and back at your seats. Three, two, one, zero. Up, oh, Jack isn't back. I'm just kidding. You're fine. Jackson. Stanky. Okay. And freeze. So, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to help you learn how to journal. Mr. Charlie, do you know if there's a way to put Spotify, like, soak on? If you don't know how to do that, when I say go, I can, um, or Abby can do it. Hey, Jack. Ladies, behind him. I want you to give it all back right now. Whatever is taken from him or something. Come on, guys. Let's be respectful. All right. So here's how journaling works. You have a prompt, and you turn that prompt into words. It can be literally a written prayer, where you're directing your prayers to God, as if you're writing a letter to God. It could also be a bullet point list, where you're just writing down a bunch of different words. Maybe it could be an expression of the prompt through a drawing, through a poem, through, you, you, can, you name it. But what we're going to do is we're going to take the prompt, hallowed be your name, which means, God, make, remember, we spoke about this a few times ago. There's different ways to hallow God's name. God's name is holy. God's name is being made holy in you. Um, and this idea of you're also asking to have him make his name holy. So there's all these different petitions. So you're, you can write to God about how his name is holy. You can write to God um, how you see his holiness in all of creation. You can maybe even ask God, God, make your name shown to be holy 
in this area of my life or in this area of my life. But we're going to spend the next two minutes writing down all sorts of prompts. Let's do this together. Go. So you're just going to start writing to God anything you can think about, about God's name being holy. This is in the P section of pray, which is praise. So you're praising God. Write anything you can think about, about praising God. when you're writing, not to be talking to anyone else. Because remember, our goal is to try and funnel our thoughts into the pencil to slow us down and help us ponder and wonder about who God is. Writing it down, everything about who God is, how he's holy, maybe writing different similes about God. God is like this or etc. Like I would think, God, you're powerful like a waterfall. I'd write that down. God, you are as bright as the sun. And when you feel like you're running out of things to say, pause, go back to the silence piece and ask God, God, how are you? How is your name hallowed? Give me a picture, give me an idea. Help me remember how your name is holy in my life. And then write that down. as you continue to write, I'm just going to come around. You can raise your hand if you want to share what you wrote. Um, Actually, if you want to share what you wrote, you can come up here. If you want to share what you wrote. Uh, What I wrote is... Hold on, I thought I'm ready. (laughs) 
God, help me be holier. Help me be more like you. When I am sad, you show me you are there. Help me follow you through all my life. We are the size of pebbles. You are the size of a boulder. We are minuscule. You are a giant. Help me know you are always here for me. You are never too busy for anyone. You help me in so many different ways. Thank you, God. So I wrote about a thought that's been on my mind. Um, I want to thank God that He uses young people to praise Him. I want to thank God that even though young people are not as smart as older people, He still uses them in their simple praise to silence His enemies, as, the, as He says in uh, Psalm chapter 8. Yeah. Let's go, let's go. What else? You are my holy refuge of worship. You are my God in whom I trust completely, with everything, for everything, wherever and whenever. You are my Messiah and my King. You keep my hopes and you restore my faith. Come on, let's go. Come on. What else? What we got? Earlier today, I was like writing a science report about a hurricane and just reminded me of like what God's capable of, you know? Like the brute force of a hurricane is insane. But then the eye is like light in the storm and yeah. God is able to be more powerful than all of that. I love it. Come on. Okay. So this is a practice that I would encourage you to do every day. What I do is I read two chapters every day of the Bible and I turn those chapters into journaling prompts and I turn them into prayers. That way, if I'm going through the whole Bible, I don't wind up praying the same thing over and over and over and getting stuck at a rut. But if I read Romans 8, I'm praying about thanking God that there's no more condemnation for Christians. Or I'm reading Deuteronomy 6 and I'm asking God to help me be a good father. Or, and I can go on and on and on. I can even be praying Matthew 28. God, I pray that the nations would know you. Does that make sense? Okay, next. Let's keep our pencils. We still got more things to do. Next is this. Everyone say, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Mr. J-Lo, I need your help spreading these out, just like across. And then Mr. Ivan, can you come help? And Haley, can you come help? No, we're just gonna ha- just like spread them out. Hey, shh. Yeah, you can even like spread them out more too. All right, here's how it's gonna work. And if, if they're packaged like that, you can open them. As he does this, this is what I want us to do. You're gonna come up and take a sticky note You can take a pad if you want, but please don't keep the whole pad. We need them back. Not yet, not yet, not yet. Wait. Freeze. Here's what you're going to do. What you're going to do is you're going to actually confess to God where you've sinned, like a sin in your life that you need to confess, and then maybe also a sin that someone has committed against you that you need God's help in forgiving. And when you're done... I want you to take it and drop it at the foot of the cross. This is your time with God to confess your sin and also forgive those who have sinned against you. Go for it. Make sure that we're respectful and quiet as we're grabbing these things. And Miss Abby, can we turn up the music a little bit more? I need to make sure that you're really respectful in this time. This is where you're doing business with God. 
And as you do this, I'm gonna be reciting some verses about forgiveness over you. Psalm 51 says, have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me with hyssop and I will be whiter than snow. 2 Corinthians 10, 13 says this, no temptation has seized you except what common to man and God is faithful. He won't let you be tempted beyond what you can bear with him. And when you are tempted, he will always provide a way out so you can stand up under it. Or 1 John 1, 9 says, if you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin. Also says, if you forgive others their trespasses, this is Jesus. Likewise, your Father in heaven will forgive your trespasses. But if you don't forgive others, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. That's in Matthew chapter 6. Write confession to God. And again, this I'm having you write it on purpose because I want you, like Psalm 139 says, search me, O God and know me. Find the offensive or sinful way in me and lead me in the way of righteousness. This is, a, this is a practice for you to take home. This is not just for now. This is for you to help grow your intimacy with Jesus your entire life. Once you've written that, you can either, two options, um, leaders um, who are background checked. So I want to make sure that Ms. Haley, Mr. JLo, myself, Charlie, if you can come up. We're gonna be just like around the room. If you want to either just confess it to God, you can drop it at the cross, or you can come up to us, confess. Because if we confess to one another, God is faithful. And what will happen is we'll pray for you and remind you that you are forgiven. So go ahead and take some time as you confess before God on that paper. Then you'll come back to your seat and I want you to just Go back to the silence, pausing. you've either come up for prayer or you've dropped your confession at the cross, don't just go back to thinking about normal day life. I want you to pause and I want you to picture that what you dropped before the cross, Jesus is picking up and his blood is washing over it and the place that you felt dirty inside is being washed clean. So go ahead and pause. You can lay down, you can rest in your chair, whatever you need.
How many of you, that was your first time actually writing a confession? May you know that you are forgiven. May you know that you are clean. God has forgiven you. So first we've paused and praised God. Pray, P. Then R, we repent before God. Then A, we ask God. This is the part of the Lord's Prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done, and give us this day our daily bread. So here's what we're gonna do. I want all of us to stand up. And just like we've done before, we're gonna pray the first part first, which is about the nations. Your kingdom come, your will be done. God, bring your kingdom to earth. And what I want you to do is use this room as if you're walking on the globe. And I want you to picture yourself maybe walking over to Kazakhstan or walking over to Detroit or walking, like walking to a city or a country, pretending that you're there and praying that God's kingdom would come and his will would be done in that place with those people. Let's pray and I want you to be praying out loud um, to God. Let's go ahead and go out and pray, go ahead be walking around asking God that his kingdom would come his will would be done what does that look like say I'm going to walk over to New York where my family is from Lord I ask right now that your kingdom would come that your kingdom would be more important than other people's kingdoms that they wouldn't possess for themselves riches but they would possess for you riches they wouldn't lay up for themselves treasures on earth but treasures in heaven Lord I ask that your will would be done that people who are Jewish over there, there's such a high prevalence of Judaism, I ask that they would realize that Jesus is the Messiah. And if you feel like you wanna come up and pray over the mic, the mic will be right here and you can do that. But make sure that we're not just walking aimlessly, but I want you to walk, pause, where you believe that God wants you to pray and then walk to another spot as if you're being sent as a missionary. So you're gonna walk, you're gonna pause. Maybe you're walking quote unquote to your neighbor's house and you're praying over your neighbor's house. Maybe you're walking over um, to a brother's bedroom or a sister's bedroom because they've been feeling lonely or they've hurt you. Pray about that. But let's go ahead. If anyone wants to pray over the mic, they're more than welcome to for God's kingdom to be done and his will to come. Dear Jesus, I thank you for everything that you've done. A while ago, I was scared to share the gospel with my friends. And today, I actually shared the gospel with some of my friends who did not believe with Jesus. So I pray that you'll give us confidence and strength in you, that you'll give us um, confidence and strength to go tell our friends that don't believe in Jesus. Amen. Uh, God, I pray that I know in some countries people don't believe in you, but that some way or another they will and that the word, that the word will travel to them somehow, whether it's through missionaries, just through God talking to them. But I just pray that everyone will notice that you are the Holy One and that without you, just, I can't even explain it. Without you, we wouldn't be here and I can't imagine a world like that. God, I pray that you would help everybody to share the gospel to everybody around the world who haven't even heard of you, who don't believe in you. And so I pray that they will get to know you and that they will know that you are the true 
that you are the true one, you are the chosen one, that you are, you are our protector, that you are the one that will bring us into the light. Amen. Before the next person prays, what I want us to do is I don't want us to picture a place in our head, walk to it and pause right there. So picture a place, walk to it and then pause. So in just a few more seconds, no one should be walking. You should be planted your feet in some place. And as the next people pray, I want you to be praying what they're praying over where you're thinking about or over who you're thinking about. Let's pray. Lord, I pray for those who say they are Christian and yet they hurt others. They don't show love, kindness, and they just don't believe in you. And yet they are being mean to others and not giving your name the glory it needs. Father, I pray for those countries who have not even heard of your name or of a church. And I pray that missionaries or mission trips will go to them let them know that you are there for them and you love them and yeah Jesus I pray for all the hungry the poor the thirsty and the poverty in California all the, all the all the poor I pray that they all find food and love and care from God in Jesus name amen Lord, I just pray that you can help people who don't know you. And I also pray that all the people in this church do know you. And I pray that you can help us share the gospel. Amen. Dear Lord, I hope that everybody gets a chance to hear your name and worship you and just get to know you. And amen. And amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a round of applause. God, God is moving. His kingdom is coming and his will being done. I want you to stay where you are because, again, physical locations, just like the physical air represents the spirit or the sun represents um, the son of God or the mountains represent the strength of God, whatever it is, our physical bodies also help us learn how to pray. Like when we're... One pastor told me that, Chase, maybe you're suffering from chronic pain. I have bad back pain and hip pain often. And I asked God, why do you do this? And maybe it's because God's will and his kingdom is to heal people all around the world who have back and hip pain. And he's allowing me to feel that so I can be reminded to pray. Maybe all of a sudden I've started feeling lonely or depressed or anxious because there are people in my school or in my neighborhood who feel that way. And he's calling me as a Christian who holds hope to pray for those things. The last thing that we're gonna do, so first we pause and praise. And I would encourage you that between each of these, praise, repent, ask, you pause. God is praying all the time. And so sometimes like, well, I don't know what to pray. Ask him. So the last piece is yield. Everyone say yield. Remember yield means slow down, pause, look around, be cautious. This is what this one from that verse. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. What I want us to do is I want us to open up our hands. And wherever you are in the room, what I want you to do is I want you to ask God, Holy Spirit, keep me from temptation in your own ways. Maybe the, maybe the sin that you just put at the foot of the cross, 
Maybe that's something that you didn't just do once, but you continually do. Ask God to keep you from it. Maybe someone sinned against you and has been sinning against you repetitively. Ask Ask God to keep you from that evil and protect you. So go ahead and pause and pray and yield to God. And then also, after you're done with that, so go ahead and actually pray that right now. Ask that God, Lord, we ask that you would keep us from the temptations that we confessed from, the sins that we have. We ask Lord, that you would keep us from evil. You would ask, we ask that you would keep all the people who have evil things done to them all over the world. Would you keep evil away from them in Jesus' name? We ask, Lord, that every person in this room who has temptations that they feel like they can't beat, I ask, Lord, that your spirit would go before them and that they would realize that you get to them so much faster than the temptation does. So keep praying in that vein that you would keep us from temptation. Let it be, Jesus. God would also keep us from the temptations that we don't know are going to come our way. In Psalm um, 19, it says, Declare me innocent from hidden faults and keep back your servant from sins that I know about. Hidden faults. Lord, I don't even know that I sin against you. So declare me innocent. I don't even know the temptations that are going to come my way. And here's how we avoid temptation. We don't just say no to the bad things we say yes to the best thing. And so this last piece, give us this day our daily bread. What does Jesus call himself? The bread of what? Life. Meaning anyone who eats this bread will just be hungry again. But if you eat bread of life, you will never hunger. You know what temptation and sin is? It's being so hungry for other things that we seek fulfillment away from God. So let's ask that God would fill our hearts with daily bread. Ask him to satisfy your heart and satisfy the hearts of your friends in this room. Like as you pray, after you pray for yourself, I want you to be scanning the room. And even if you don't know their name, Lord, I ask that this person would be satisfied with the bread of life. Lord, I ask that this person would be satisfied with the bread of life. So I want you to go ahead and start praying that. And I want you to be praying out loud. Let's go. Amen and amen. Let's go ahead and pause the music, Miss Abby. Staying standing where you are, here's what I want you to remember. God is good. You know why he's good? 
because he gave us this prayer and he's telling us, he's commanding us to ask for his kingdom to come into our world. Into a broken, fallen, awful, corrupt kingdom, he's asking us, ask me to bring my perfect kingdom. That's a good God. Likewise, he's also asking that that we would pray that his will would be done. Just like Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, sweating blood, crying, weeping. God, let this cup of suffering pass from me, but not my will, your will be done. Imagine the power that would happen if we had a generation of students learning to ask God about his will and then yield to it. Not to say, okay, God, what's your will? Okay, I don't really want to know because I don't want to follow it. You know, he really wants his kingdom to come. And you know how he's going to do that? You know what his will is? To do it through you. Do you believe that? Friends, it is not for when you grow up. It's now. God wants to bring his kingdom into your neighborhood through you now. God wants to bring his will done in your family to be restored or healed. Now God wants his kingdom, his perfect love. That's why I got this on my wedding band finger. It says chesed. It means the loyal love of God, the steadfast, unconditional covenant love of God. He wants his chesed, his loyal love. That's his will, to invade every heart on the planet. He wants his loyal chesed to heal every wound on the planet. He wants his loyal chesed, his love, to guard you every single day of your life. And he wants you to tell the nations about it and every morning to tell yourself as well through reading of the scriptures, through journaling. Pause, praise, ask God for his will to be done, and then yield to it. So hold out your hands with me, New Life Junior High. May you know that if you just rely on me to get you holy as a pastor or your parents or your older siblings' faith, you will always be an infant in the faith. But if you learn, like Jesus, to pray and pray and pray and ask God for his will to be done and yield to it, you will become a force to be reckoned with. The proverb says that the prayers of a righteous person are both powerful and effective. Powerful and effective. May you know that when you spend time with Jesus, growing in intimacy with him as your father in heaven, the devil will shake every time you pray. May you know that bodies will be healed when you pray. May you know that people will be saved as you intercede for them. May you know that God's kingdom is going to come to this earth because you chose to yield to it yourself. And may you know that the Lord loves you and he blesses you in this work and he will keep you in his love, in his chesed, no matter how many times you have to come and repent, he's going to ask you to keep coming. May you know that he will keep you in his love. He will make his face shine upon you and be so gracious to you even when you get it wrong. So child of God, you don't have to fear. Submit your ways to God and go full steam ahead. And if you get it wrong, that's like the father guiding his newborn child, learning how to walk. He's not going to correct that. He's, yes, we got it wrong, but we're going to get back up because God is for us. So who can be against us? And may the Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, 
go before you into your schools and your homes and your neighborhoods and every day of your life to make you more like him. Now, amen and amen? Here's the deal. Here's the deal. High school currently is doing their worship song. You can hear it through the wall. We're not done. J-Lo and Miss Haley, come on up. Oh, you thought we were done. Oh, man, we've prayed a lot. Guess what? We're going to praise some more. So I want you to come up front. Not only did we pray, we're going to praise. There's a song called More Like Jesus. How many of you have heard of it before? So here's the deal. When we pray, we become more like Jesus. So we're going to sing that together. But not just that. This song is actually a prayer. God, make me more like Jesus. So what we're going to do is we're also going to be praying for the people that we know to become more like Jesus. Maybe they're nothing like Jesus because they're not saved. Pray for them. Maybe you're, you don't feel like you are like Jesus. Pray for yourself. In any case, let this song be a song of prayer, not just words on the screen. Then after we're done singing this song, these cards are prayer cards that you can write either your name and prayer request or a friend's name and prayer request. And on the back, it has a wheel that helps you, if you spend five minutes per section, spend an hour in prayer. So if that's something you want, these will be at the door when we leave. So it's technically 8.30 right now. If some of your parents pick you up at 8.30, let's honor their time and you, you can... You can go out, but only if your parents are here. There are volunteers who will check. But if not, let's not grow weary. Let's pray. Let's sing. Let's worship. Thanks again for listening to this message from New Life Student Ministries. If you want to keep up with what's happening with us, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at NL Student Ministries.